Hi, I'm Bob Huggins. I've got something really exciting coming up that the Norm May Huggins Endowment Fund is helping with. A good friend of mine, Johnny Cahigas, is from Del Barton. And we were talking about how lucky we were to have been raised in these small West Virginia towns. We always had a community that supported us. And that's true for the whole state. It's just a West Virginia thing. So on December 16th, we're having the Huggy Bear Toy Drive at the Del Barton Opry House. The community of Del Barton has already stepped up and donated, volunteered, organized, you name it, they did it. It's incredible. But we need all we can get. You can donate or sign up as a recipient for your kids at www.hugginsfund.org. Any amount will help. And I'm excited and proud to be part of it because we want to make sure these kids today feel the support we did growing up. And they'll look back one of these days and say, man, am I lucky to be from West Virginia. It's time to talk West Virginia basketball. Coming from the Stone Church Studio in St. Albans, West Virginia, this is the Full Court Press. And we are back on Full Court Press. Michael Sussman is here with Anthony Lewis and once again, Coach Bob Huggins, uh, who hasn't left us yet. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing good. So, Coach, uh, you got to go to the St. John's game over the weekend. You got to visit an old friend in Rick Pitino. Just was, how, how was the experience overall? Oh, it's great seeing Rick. I had, we hadn't, uh, well, we talked on the phone, but I hadn't seen him in a while. And uh, met him down at the waterfront, and we sat there in the lobby and talked about you know, kind of old times and and uh, present times and and what's going on in in college basketball today. So it was great. I mean, I was I was there for probably I don't know maybe maybe over an hour, and we just you know we just sat and talked. And I said, listen, man, you got a game tomorrow. You know, you need to run. And and uh, he said, yeah. He said so. He he went back to his room, and I went home. So you got to be back for the Big East, Big 12 battle. Uh, just kind of how was the vibe for you in the Coliseum, and, and just what did you think about how the game unfolded? Uh, I, it was, I thought it was a good game. It was a good game until you know, until the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just didn't stop the drive at the end. They, they kept driving it at the goal. They had 18 offensive rebounds. That was kind of a big area where the game was won or lost. That was your niche. You knew really how to coach offensive rebounding. What's the key to just kind of making those extra winning plays under the cup? Well, have a Soriano. Right. He's, yeah. he's, he's been really good in the Big East for a while now. And, and I, I thought, you know, he rebounded. If what he didn't rebound, he kept balls alive. And uh, – I, I don't know what the kid's name is. Number eight. He was really good. He was really good. He just he he continued just to straight line drive us. He just straight line drove us and got the ball at the end and did a great job of putting his body on people and shielding the ball and scoring. He was, I he I thought he was the MVP of the game. I thought he did more than Soriano did. Something we want to talk about. It's Jimmy V week. Uh, everybody knows the legacy of Jim Valvano, which is continued today uh, in the efforts to continue and expand cancer research. What was your your relationship like with Jimmy V? I had a great relationship with Jimmy. I mean, we were both uh, we were both asked to do things uh, with Nike, and, and so I spent a lot of time with them. Then Nike had at that time they had 
uh, a select group of coaches that you took your wives and and went to some exotic place and uh, so I got to spend time with with Jimmy there. It was Jimmy, Bobby Crimmins. It was you know it was it was a who's who and and uh, but spent a lot of time with Jimmy. I, I I think what I remember the most we were playing. Um, I want I want to I want to say it was in Providence, but it was it was somewhere like that. It was in an older arena, and I'm in the locker room, uh, and and they come in and said Jimmy wants to see you. And I said, okay, where is he? And they said, come on, we'll take you down. So we walked down the hallway, and he's in a he's in a broom closet. He's sitting in a chair in a in a in a broom closet, and uh, yeah, I went in and sat down. And we we had to talk for probably I don't know four, forty five minutes, and uh, you know y- you go in. I mean, what do you do? I said, you know, how you doing? And he said, that's a hell of a question. <laughs> he said, I'm dying of cancer. <laughs> that's what I'm doing. And I'm like, well, I didn't mean it that way. You know, and he just laughed and was Jimmy, you know. And we sat there and talked for, for, for quite a while. And uh, I went back down and tried to get the team ready to play. But it was in some kind of, it was a Hall of Fame classic, I think. I'm pretty sure it was the it was the Hall of Fame classic and I don't even remember who we were playing, but we won. Here we are, what, 40 years later? And it's Jimmy V week, and you, they replay that speech, and, and they've kept his legacy alive through this. And, you know, obviously you've been touched by cancer. I've been touched by it. family members. Um, you know, what's it like for you? 40 years later, you hear that speech, and, and you, uh, you know the guy personally, and you get to see him and hear him, but... What's it mean to you? Well, I knew him real well. I mean, that was we were part of that group, the 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 Nike group that were called to do you know various things and 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 had the privilege of going to a lot of different Nike things. And so I spent a lot of time with with, with Jimmy. And um, I think the last time the last time that I I spent uh, much time with him was uh, at Dick Vitale's Cancer Gala uh, down in Florida and uh, sat with him and, and, and we talked and uh, it wasn't much after that I don't think that he that he passed away uh, and it hits me because I lost my mother and my mother is without a question the nearest and dearest person uh, in my life uh, I mean everybody thinks it was my dad because my dad was coach and my dad coached me and all that but it was it was my mother I mean my mother from the time I was a a, a wee little kid uh, growing up in Doug Hill and I can remember like it was yesterday I'm down I'm, I'm I go out in the yard and my, my grandfather built a house it was supposed to be for my mom and dad and, and I yeah, a brick house cement block house if you drive up Doug Hill, I think it's still there. It was last time I drove up Doug Hill. And um, my grandparents were going to move into that house. And now we were going to move into that house. And then we ended up staying in the big house, the, the house that my the other house that my grandfather built. And um, so I'm, I'm in the yard and I look 
I, I, I hear people down in the ditch. And so I go over and I look down in the ditch and there's a guy there and it looked like Barney Fife. I mean, he was dead on Barney Fife. And, and you know, cause I watched, I watched Barney Fife on TV. Mm-hmm. So I turn around, I run in the house, mom, mom, come on, come on, come on. You got to see this. You got to see this. I grab her by the hand and, and I'm like going through the yard and, and down cause I wanted her to see Barney Fife. And she, and she looked and says, uh, my, my son here thinks you're Barney Fife. He said, no, I'm not Barney Fife, but I'm his brother. Oh, it was Don Knotts' brother. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he was, he was, he was working for the state road. Wow. So, yeah. Good stuff. Well, we're going to take a break here in a few minutes, but, um, or just for, to get some sponsor stuff taken care of, I want to remind you to head over to pressvirginia.com. And also hit us up on the text line 304-909-7040. And that is sponsored by Doug Scaff for Secretary of State and and paid for by Doug Scaff for West Virginia. We'll be back after this. Little General Stores has served our hometowns for decades, providing those essential needs for the road of life. The LG family goes above and beyond to ensure that your experience is an easy one. That's why they offer the LG Rewards Card a way to earn points for free drinks, coffee, and even discounts on fuel. Rest assured, you'll leave knowing they have your needs covered. Oh, and by the way, tell them Hug sent you. Little General Stores, your road's neighbor. And we are back on Full Court Press. Michael Sussman here with Coach Bob Huggins and Anthony Lewis. Uh, Great stuff in the last segment about the great work that the Jimmy V Foundation has done throughout the years and, of course, the Norma May Huggins Endowment Fund. And that actually segues us perfectly into one of the questions from our texters. Yeah, we had some uh, text line that was really busy last week. And from 304830, the question is, is there any hope to continue the fish fry? And we love you, Coach. So are there plans for the fish fry? We're going to continue the fish fry. It's uh – it's not going to be during the season, obviously. Now it's going to be after the season. Um, but we are going to continue the fish fly. We are going to get a uh, another uh, great guest. And we've had, over the years, we've had uh, Rod, Rod Thorne. We've had uh, Jerry West. And uh, who else have we had? Somebody else. Uh but we've had we've had the three greatest players ever, Jerry, Rod Thorne, Rod Hunley. They've all been to the fish fry. They've all they've all been up on stage at the fish fry and and uh, and enjoyed it. I think everybody that comes to the fish fry enjoys the fish fry. It's a it's a fun night. It's a fun and that's that's what I wanted it to be. I wanted it to be a fun night, but also a night where we could raise money for cancer and and cancer research. And what I decided to do i was i was given uh, uh a lot of money to the hospital and i decided that i wanted to give it to hannah uh hannah is uh, a lady who grew up in southern west virginia she is one of the great uh cancer researchers in america and i wanted to i, I wanted to uh channel money to research uh, and and so I I channeled, channeled I think it was I, I don't know exactly how much it was but I, I whatever we had left in the fund which was uh, thousands of dollars 
to Anna to use for research. I mean, still, still at the hospital, mm-hmm. obviously, still at the hospital on campus. But um, uh, I, I, I just, I just feel like that. I mean, everybody talks about cancer, but the only thing, the only thing that's going to make it go away is research. Mm-hmm. And so, so why, why aren't we, why aren't we channeling uh, more money towards research? And that's what I, what's what I decided to do. And so, uh, and I, I have all the uh, faith and confidence in the world and, and Hannah and what she's doing there. So uh, it just seemed like the right thing to do. I talked to my brother, uh, who's who's been uh, uh, great in, in, in uh, this endeavor as well. And uh, obviously, I love my mother the way I did. So uh, it, it's it just uh, the right thing to do. And continuing on this weekend, going to be kicking off the big event in Del Barton, which we've been promoting here on the show, and then we've got some other stuff coming up. But the toy drive starts. The kickoff is this week, and the toy distributions on the 16th. Um, are you heading down? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I think that will be um, something that we'll all walk out of there feeling a whole lot better about yeah, ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, to be able to give toys to, to kids and see the smiles on their face and have them grab the toys and hug the toys. And, you know, it, I, I, I mean, to me, that's like, that's like uh, uh, when my, my two girls were young, you know, and Christmas morning when they got up and got their toys and unwrapped their toys and the smiles on their face and, the, and the big hug that you get, you know, from, from Christmas morning. Uh, I think that's what it's going to be like in Del Barton only with a lot, <laughs> a lot more kids. Right. And, um, Johnny's done an absolutely fabulous job with this deal. And I mean, he has put his heart and soul in it. Uh, so, uh, for information, you can um, make sure you're following the Norma May Huggins Endowment Foundation, uh, it, it, the Facebook page over there. They're putting out all the information. Uh, you can see all that over there. It, it is pit week. Let's talk pit. Let's do it. Do Cut. we have to? <laughs> Let's talk West Virginia, hopefully beating pit. Yeah. Um, you, you played in it when it was really the backyard brawl, 75 to 77. What do you remember from the game as a player? It was a legit brawl when I played. Yeah. Um, I don't I mean, Bake and Maurice and I, uh, I mean, we still talk about it, you know, a little bit. It, we had fun. Uh, and it was, a, it was a heck of a rivalry. I remember the, the carp being thrown down on the floor. I mean, it almost hit me. You heard that right, the carp with a P. Carp, <laughs> yes. Somebody fished it out of the mon and brought it to the – Coliseum. It looked like it came out of the mon, and it 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 skidded down the floor. Uh, yeah, and then there was the, you know, the time I went to pit and they came in and said, "There's a guy here says he has a gun. He's going to shoot you." And I'm like, "What?" And he said, "Yeah." I said, "Well, all right. He better hit me. He better kill me." No. Um, Did they find him? Was he in there? The was no. That that was just you know that was just people being people. You know. That was not. There was no gun. There was no something. Nobody running around trying to trying to shoot anybody. It was just people being. I don't know. So is the, is the hatred pretty real? 
I know that um, it made it personal think, with you I, there. I think hate is a is is maybe too strong a word. You know, I I played against them obviously the two the well I guess four years I guess four four straight years I played against them and then I coached against them for for quite a while and and they're certainly not when when I got done playing actually when Baker Maurice and I got done playing we went and we went and played in money tournaments and we played against pit guys then you know and when and we you know we game would be over with we you know we'd go somewhere get a sandwich and and uh, sit around and talk about the old days and and it was never it was it was never anything like that you know it was just uh I remember going up and playing right outside of Wheeling in this little this little gym, and and we were playing. I walked in a locker room. Um, I got I got a call to come. Hey, listen, I'll give you X amount of money, you know, to to come and play on my team. P.I. Drake, I owned a Castle Club, Moundsville, and I'm like, sure, yeah, I'll play. So I come up and I'm playing with the pit guys. Mm-hmm. You had the pit guys. So I walk in the locker room and everybody's in there, you know, they're, you know how it is in the locker room. They're kind of laughing and talking and I walk in dead silence, Uh-oh. dead silence. So I just go, I don't want to, I go in I get dressed. I go in. So I'm sitting there, uh, starts the five pit guys. Great. You know, I'm sitting there on the bench and I figure, okay, you know, first quarter's over. I get in. No, didn't get in. So I'm sitting there. So I'm thinking if I don't get in by halftime, I'm out of here. You know, uh, why, would, why would I drive all the way up here from Morgantown and sit on the bench? And uh wasn't very long. Boom, you're in the game. And, uh, yeah, it was it was, uh, it was good. I mean, we, we got along real well. We played. We won. We won big. You know how it was back then. I'm sure you played, and they, you know. They'd roll they'd they'd roll the money up back then. We rolled it up and they'd hand it to you like they were handing you a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, you know cash. Cash. Yeah. So it was good. The the modern day atmosphere, uh clearly the the game has became um or the, the cheering, let's say. The the Mountaineer fans have kind of adapted and adopted uh Neil Diamond's Sweet Caroline. And and they've came up with some pretty creative uh chants and sayings over the years. But you, do you get a kick out of that as far as the fans having a lot of fun with it and continuing the uh, the rivalry? Yeah, I, I yeah. <laughs> Actually, I was when I was a student. I was one of them. <laughs> I was doing what they they do. So yeah, I kind of got a kick out of it. We're going to go to some of the coaching matchups that you had against Pitt. We'll we'll, we'll touch on the good. Let's start with one of the heartbreakers, uh, 55-54 at Pitt. Ronald Ramon hits the buzzer beater in the corner. Uh, just what the heck happened on that last play? <laughs> we overhelped. Okay. Yeah. We overhelped. We just uh, – we're trying to do the right thing and overhelped. Overhelped and threw it to him, and he made a three. Was that, the, was that your first game coaching against him at West Virginia? I think it may have been. Mm, I don't know if it was or not. That was quite the heartbreaker. Well, let's let's go to happier times. So in 08, 09, they got you both home home and away in the regular season. They were uh, ranked, or they were the second seed in the Garden, and that's when it gets important when you're playing in the Garden. And you guys got them that night, seventy four sixty. What do you remember about that game? And was that uh, 
pretty satisfying to know you got to send them home a little early. Uh, I love Deshaun that day. <laughs> I believe would he have thirty? Day Day was absolutely on fire. Look it up. Yeah, he was incredible. He 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 played great. Well, we had, they all played great, and and then they were they were obviously you know after you get beat by somebody you're you're even more ready to play. So we were we were really ready to play. It was a, an absolutely uh, great crowd. What I remember is we win the game, and I'm standing there, and I looked, and I, it was so much gold. And then I kind of looked around, and there was more gold. And uh, there was Madison Square Garden with a ring of gold. Everybody had gold sweatshirts on, gold T-shirts on, whatever, but it was gold. And and it was just, I start crying. I mean, I just had tears running down my face that you know that the West Virginia people made uh, made the trip from wherever in West Virginia to New York City, and and probably paid paid a pretty good price to get in to see the Mountaineers uh, beat Pitt in the in the tournament. Makes it a home away from home. Yeah. Yeah, and then, and we we played really well in the turn in, in in Madison Square Garden. I mean, our guys played really really well in Madison Square Garden. But I think a lot of it was the crowd. The crowd was incredible. And I go to the hotel, and I mean, you walk in a hotel, and people just everywhere. I mean, everywhere dressed in West Virginia garb. And and so I go upstairs, and I change clothes, and I walked across the street. Uh, to a place across the street and couldn't hardly get in because it was packed and it was packed with West Virginia people. And I think that's probably, uh, you know, coming back, you know, I obviously played there and all that and then had been going coaching at other places and then coming back, that was what just was like, I did the right thing coming home. Mm -hmm. There was a, over the years there's been a few incidents, obviously, um, one of the things we want to ask you about was the, the famous coin incident where supposedly a student threw a coin. At, was it Tom Herrion? Heron? Heron? Tommy Herrion. Yeah. yeah. Um, is Was it a coin? What was going on that we, day? We got the You film. had to get on the PA. Yeah, I got on the film and just told him, don't throw things on the floor. Don't throw things, you know, don't, don't, don't. Uh, we're not, we're not out here to hurt somebody. Yeah, but I, we, we did get the film. We broke the film down. It wasn't a coin. Really? What was it? It was a piece of ice. It, it was, was it was a piece of ice. It was a piece of ice. And and on the film you can see him reaching his pocket and drop a coin down on He the pulled floor. a fast one on us. <laughs> yeah. That's a little tidbit nobody knows. Well, I mean, yeah, hey, technical foul, two shots and a ball. He sounded a little planned. You think he thought that one out, thought that one through for a while? I don't think he had it going into the game, but uh, <laughs> With the, the circumstance, I guess, presented I mean, itself, after, and he pulled after, it out. After getting clocked by a piece of ice, it might, it might have come to him. <laughs> and it's time for some uh, bonus material with Coach Bob Huggins on Full Court Press, brought to you by Little General. It's pit week, uh, Wednesday, 9 o'clock at the Coliseum. So you hear the tweet, Caroline, bum, 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 the classic chant. Well, what's the strangest place you ever got that? Someone said, hey, Hugs, <laughs> bah, bah, bah. Well, first of all, I uh, 
You, you sounded good. Yeah, thanks. I was going to say, is this the masked singer? What's going on? <laughs> it sounded, sounded good, didn't it? <laughs> the place that I was, that um, Coliseum. There's nothing better than a Coliseum. Yeah. I mean, I've been a lot of places, but there's nothing better than a Coliseum. When it gets rocking. Oh, when it when it when it's, it's when something it's, else when it's full and rocking. Um, Cincinnati was good. Cincinnati was good. It wasn't, you know, when I first got there, obviously, because they were they were struggling a little bit. But um, it got it got really good. It got really good. It wasn't Sweet Carolina. It was something else. But <laughs> uh, it was really good. When the when the fans kind of took that and adapted it, I mean, were you were you shocked by their creativity that they were able to steal the song away from Pitt and make it their own? Well, the students were phenomenal. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the students were just absolutely phenomenal they were when i played and then when i came back to coach they were every bit as good so last year this pit team a lot of the same characters you beat them 81 56 uh, their best player blake hinson was held to just five points um they, they started this ended the season pretty strongly just what type of matchup can can these fans expect tomorrow or wednesday i don't i don't really know because i really don't know a whole lot about pit uh-huh. mm-hmm. I think I, I think though, like everybody else, they're, they're going to have a hard time guarding the bigs. Yeah. You know, we got a six nine big who can step out and make threes, and we got another big who can it's six eleven big who can score it around the goal. That's that's hard to hard to guard because you're going to take you're going to take one of the two bigs away by the threat that he that that we're going to make threes. One of the interesting things I thought, you know, obviously you guys handled them last year. And going away from that game, I said that's probably one of the worst teams that we'll play in the season. I, th- I thought they were terrible when we played them last year. And then they just turned it around and made a run. Um, that, w- w- looking at it as a coach, and you knew what you played against, did, was that pretty impressive to you to see them turn it around and make the tournament the way they did? And Or d- did you think going into it, they just haven't got it going yet, but they got the pieces. I really didn't pay any attention to it. Um, <laughs> if you if you haven't figured it out, I'm really not a Pittsburgh person. Yeah. <laughs> the good good things don't happen to me in Pittsburgh. Well, <laughs> I, I right, could, right. but but Joe Mazzulla could say the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Cam Thurman. I yeah. mean, there's 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 a there's there's more than just me that uh, <laughs> the, hasn't had the greatest time in Pittsburgh. Understandable. (laughs) Um, Going to go to another headline, some Mountaineer in the NBA action. Javon Carter had 11 in an overtime win over the Bucks last week. Uh, What do you think about his current place with the Bulls and and just sticking in the league for eight years? I think every kid growing up that gets a basketball for Christmas ought to watch Javon, Javon Carter. He wasn't recruited very, very heavily. Uh, we recruited him. Larry Harrison and I recruited him. Uh, we recruited him because of the way he guarded. Uh, we, we we watched him play in uh, down in Orlando, and we so we watched him play a game, and and we went to go get a bite to eat. And I said to Larry, I said, "Man, does this guy guard?" I he, he didn't make any shots, but man, could he guard? And we went back and watched him. And then we went back that night and watched him. And I said, Larry, we got to get this guy. And 
his work ethic is unparalleled. I mean, it's just unparalleled. He has worked so hard at at his shooting, at his ball handling, at his passing, and he's always been able to guard. And, and you know, it, it's just uh, it, it's really neat to watch somebody come in and mature like that. You know, uh, Daxter Miles said to me, uh, I don't know, maybe a year ago, he said, you know, I was more talented than J.C. He said, I just didn't work as hard as J.C. He said, J.C. JC would come home, uh, get a bite to eat, and go back to the gym. He said, I would go home and stay home. And he said, that's that's my fault. It's the difference. You know, it's funny because people, I've heard people criticize you for, in your press conferences, saying, the guys aren't in the gym mm -hmm. enough. Mm -hmm. Do I get criticized? Well, you probably don't hear it, but people, people do. They, but that was what people would 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 make, bring that up. Like, why does he keep saying that? But there's a there's an, a perfect example of going, what it takes getting back into that gym after practice. You don't lock them out. You never locked them out. Well, not just that. I canvassed the state of West Virginia asking for help to build a practice facility because we didn't have a practice facility. And so you're sharing the Coliseum with the women, with volleyball, baseball's in there hitting balls as, as, as they needed to be, uh, you know, and when they couldn't be outside. There was so many things, concerts in there, they had everything going on. It was just hard. And, and, and then, so we started going over to try to go to the wreck, and then you go to the wreck, and then when students come back, you don't, you can't really get in the wreck. And so we really didn't have a place to practice. You know, we're trying to go to Morgantown High, and whenever, you know, they didn't have anything in the gym to practice, we were just, we were, we were scrambling. And so I went to the great people in the state of West Virginia, and they built uh, the best practice facility in America. Mm -hmm. It's not it's not a practice facility; it is the best practice facility in America. And every coach of every team that's ever came in to play us, the coach always says, "Coach, can I can I go through the practice facility and and see it? I've heard so much about it." Take notes. And and so. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's something I think that the, the, the great people in the state of West Virginia can really be proud of because they built it. Mm -hmm. The um, I wanted to go back to <coughs> some of the texts here. and People were – it blew up last week. We put it out. It's like people all of a sudden catching on to it. So let's go through here. Dave Horsfall, class of 72, says it's been a long time. I wish you – Wishing you and June all the best for the holidays and their future endeavors. It's a classmate of mine. It's a classmate of mine. I mean, we're sitting here looking at the Tuscarawas River uh, at my at my cabin in Tuscarawas County, and uh, the people in Tuscarawas County have continued to be absolutely fabulous uh, to me, my family. Um, my dad's a legend here. Uh, but the, the, the people in Tuscarawas County uh, for years have been making the trip to Morgantown to come and watch the Mountaineers. From 973-475, Coach, I want to let you know, 
You're the reason I love Bearcats and Cincinnati basketball. I name my dog Huggins, and I hope to co- and I also coach and teach high school history. Is there a lot of animals named after you? I just hope it was a good looking dog. <laughs> I mean, I got I got my dog over here. She's a good looking dog. <laughs> She's uh, waiting to chase the ball. Has there been patiently. what many dogs named after? Or me? many animals? Animals? Yeah, I think there has. I know uh, Eric Gresso has Huggy. It's a female. There's uh, yeah, there's there's quite a few dogs. She's out a good there. dog. Let's see what else is here from three hundred four seven eight six. I hope to see you back next year. You're my lifelong hero, and I hope to meet you and shake your hand one day. I think a lot of people echo that one, but I'll let you respond. Well, that'd be a wonderful thing. Yeah. One of the things I wanted to get into this week, uh, Saturday, West Virginia plays Drexel. Mm-hmm. Zach Spiker. Mm-hmm. You know Zach? Mm-hmm. I know Zach. Yeah. Um, what, what do you think about him and the job he's done? He has he quietly been one of the young coaches that maybe people don't pay attention to. Oh, he's done a great job. Done a great job at Army. He's he's done a fantastic job. Yeah, everywhere everywhere he's been. Knocked off Villanova this week. Mm-hmm. Tough to, you know, one of the. Uh, I think that he's a great story. I bring him up a lot. Um, obviously, his dad entrenched at the university. Zach was a part of uh, John Beeline's. I think he started as a GA, maybe video coordinator for John's staff, but then it's kind of blazed his own path, and uh, it'll be good to see him back in the Coliseum Saturday night. Um, when you set these – was this something you set up for him, or was this something how – this, how did this game come about? Yeah. For, for Zach to come back home? I set up that whole schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of the schedule, the Big t- Big Twelve's loaded again. You got three teams in the top ten, six in the top twenty-five. I, I guess just what I want to know is, is how do you manage the travel, the gauntlet, just the overall grind that's playing in this conference? Well, the hard thing's to travel. Yeah, the travel's hard. That travel's hard, but the university's been absolutely fantastic in getting us um, back and forth. You know, back back and forth. It's just, you know, you're you're the, the hard thing is the, the time changes. You know, you're 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 going from one time zone to another time zone. I think that's the hardest thing. Can you practice the same? Does it sort of have to change how you take care of bodies? Well, you back off a lot. Yeah, yeah, you back off quite a bit. You just do you do what's absolutely necessary. Early, early on, you've got so much to put in, so much to do. So, it, it, I mean, that's that's time consuming. Later on, they they know, you know, you just you just come in and you say, hey, run this, run that, run this, do this, do this, do this, do this, and they know it all. So, you, you don't you don't spend near as much time, and I I really try to watch that we don't uh, we don't have them on their feet too much. You know, I don't. I don't encourage them to, you know, go to Stillwater and go out and try to see the sights, you know, <laughs> walk around, try to see the sights, you know, kind of stay off your feet. Let's have some bounce, you know, it we did, need to have some bounce. It did take him a little bit of time to finally help you guys out a little bit. I don't know if that was just you guys having to kind of get on to him, but at least now when you go down to play Baylor, they keep you in town, and or at least in the state, and they send you over to Texas Tech a couple of days later. It used to be you flew home and you had to go back, and 
you know, you're at Kansas and then you had to turn around and go back to Kansas State two weeks later. But that's all television dictated now. I mean, that's not I, – I, I think I think the conference has really tried. Mm-hmm. But uh, obviously they're going to do and we have to do what television dictates. Mm-hmm. That is that is basically 100% television dictated. Is that even with the like the holiday tournaments as well? I mean, they do they like they no. announced this week. Is it next year they're playing? Did you see the announcement they were playing in a tournament next year already? Now the holiday tournaments are uh, they contact us, and you and you just kind of go through the and we do what options. What I what what at when I was there at the what I thought would be in our best interest and what would be in best interest of our fans. You talk about the, the TV situations. I'm going to try to remember this the right way. I think it was two years ago Jay Billis mentioned you, and he said, Bob Huggins has excellent penmanship. And I asked you about it in the press conference, and you said it's because Jay never gets the check. Is he really that much of a cheapskate? I've never seen Jay's signature because, I, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I've been with Jay a bunch, and I've never seen him pick up a check. So. Not once. Not, never, no. Confirmed. Jay Billis, cheapskate. Well, hopefully. Well, Jay's, I think if you look at Jay, you know, during the games, I think he's got the same pair of pants on that they gave him at Duke. You know, <laughs> so. It's all guy. It's hard to find pants. The um, Hopefully next week when we're talking, we've got a, a victory over Pitt. I'm hoping they can pull this out this week. Uh, I do not. When you, when you I know you as a coach you take losses pretty hard. But when you lose the pit, you think <laughs> does it uh, is it is it sink in a little deeper? Does it take a little longer to get over when you lose to a rival? Well, don't forget, I played. Yeah. You know, I, I I played at West Virginia, and that was uh, without a question our biggest rival, and it's been our biggest rival in football. It's been our biggest rival in basketball. I mean, that's what that's what you really kind of get keyed up for. I mean, there's others. You know, there's been others in the, you know the leagues that we've played in, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, but there's nothing like the pit game. So, what would you tell your team? Say the game was Wednesday. Like, what's the Tuesday night departing message? Knowing you've got such a big game the next day. Well, you watch film. Yeah. You, you watch film. You break down film. You break it down so they can watch it, so they can see it. Here's what's going to happen. Uh, you know. The way the, the the way I coached. I mean, this is um, we're we're going to break it down. You're going to know. You're going to know a back cut's coming by whatever they do here, or you know, you're you're you're, you're going to get flare screens. You know, you, whatever whatever's happening, they're 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 going to they're going to press after a free throw. Uh, you know, all those all those kind of things. And then when they don't do it, when the game starts, you just say, "Come on over here and sit down and think about this for a while." <laughs> You, you played in it, though. What do you talk to them about the rivalry? I mean, obviously you have to include a little bit of that so they know what to expect. Because, But you've played in it, so what was your conversation? What was your speech about playing Pitt? Coach Nealon used to have the one about the, the Panther and the well. He had a whole spiel. Did, did you have a, a speech for them or I'm at not, least talk I, to them about it? I'm not a huge speech guy, um, but, um Yeah. I I talk to him about it quite a bit, but but we talk about personnel too. Mm-hmm. Now. I mean, I think I think the most important thing is personnel, 
you know, you got guys that can't bounce it very good left-handed. Take them, take them to their left. Yeah. Man. Don't let them go right. Take them to their left. And so we break down personnel. Guys in a post, you know, guys in a post, they're going to turn left shoulder. They're going to turn right shoulder. Very, very few guys can go either way. Yeah. You so know? it's probably best not to get them too wrapped up in the, in the rivalry stuff and let the fans have well, that fun. When they walk into the Coliseum. <laughs> they'll get it. Or when they walk into Pitt Fieldhouse, they'll, they'll, they'll know. What do they call it? The Oakland Zoo? Uh, we got off the bus. They start booing us. <laughs> Seriously, we got off the bus, and there were people standing there waiting to boo us. So, welcome back. Hey, hey, guys, this is fun. <laughs> Let's go. Fun. Oh, it was fun. It was fun when I played. It's fun now. Yeah, that's. Uh, it's uh, you know, I grew up in it. My grandparents live on the north side, so we used to go to the games and. We took a few beatings up there when they had um, Larry Fitz. No, Antonio Bryant was before Fitzgerald. It's a long walk, long walk back to grandma's and a long evening with the family when you lose the pit, especially when you're there. It's a long day in Fitzgerald Fieldhouse <laughs> if there's no one in there. Yeah. That's a rough place, huh? <laughs> Good stuff. Well, that'll do it for our full court press bonus content with Coach Bob Huggins brought to you by Little General. Have a good one.